right, welcome back to another episode of A Bite of D&D. This is Micah, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Zach. How's it going? And today, we are going to discuss Storm Sorcerers. Yes. Zach, what exactly is the Storm Sorcerer? So, Storm Sorcerers found in two places. Sword Coast, Adventure's Guide, and Xanasara's Guide to Everything. Storm Sorcerers are those whose innate magic stems from the elemental... I, I see it as the elemental air. They're manipulators of weather, severe weather. And I see them as being, you know, they're always people who are excited about about impending storms. They're always excited about dark skies. They would hate the underground, stuff like that. They're found on the open waters, in crop fields, um, in all sorts of places where weather is important. Chasing tornadoes. Exactly. Yeah, we have a lot of storm sorcerers in Kansas. That's right. So why exactly would someone want to pick this over maybe one of the other sorcerer archetypes? And what is it that makes them a little bit unique, more unique in their abilities? Yeah, I think that you could say that this class, this subclass, is a quiet one. Um, I think it's one that gets overlooked a lot, I think, for a couple of reasons. And I don't think it's through any heavy fault of its own. I think it's a nice class. I think it's got some good flavor. But I think the first one is that this class was originally found in in Skag. And I think that a lot of the archetypes that had their first home in Skag got lost. At least with the people that I've played with. And I would agree. Uh, That book seemed to get overlooked quite a bit. I don't know why. I mean, I, I know quite a few people who owned it. It's just that when they went to make their characters, it's like the book that was forgotten. And I don't know, but that you'll spot that, that other people might have had different experiences. But on our end, I think that, A, it's that it was in Skag. Also, because when you're talking about Storm classes, you've actually got several to choose from. And so if you have this idea of playing a manipulator of weather, you actually have um, a couple others that that you could choose from as well. The Tempest Cleric is a go-to for a ton of people. It's one of the most loved cleric types. So right there you have a heavy contender for this type of character. And then you also have the Storm Herald Barbarian, which isn't as well received either. But again, it comes down to you've got three classes truly competing for this weather idea. And I think that sometimes that weakens all of them to some extent. The only other reason that I think that it's quiet is because, and this is, I think, a benefit to it. Um, so this kind of answers your second question is it's very specialized. Yeah, a lot of their abilities revolve around using very specific types of spells. Yep. Lightning and thunder damage are a big deal to this class. I don't think that that's something that we've seen in a lot of other classes this heavy focus on types of damage yeah well the clerics i think their channel divinity the storm cleric they can max out any damage die they roll for thunder or lightning but you get very limited uses of of channel divinity whereas storm sorcerers pretty much every time they cast a spell they get a little mini bonus that goes with it as long as it matches that thunder or lightning type yeah, and that's the thing is when you're picking spells, I think that that's the biggest thing that comes up with the Storm Sorcerers. When you're picking spells for this class, pick the wrong ones, and most of this class's prowess is eradicated. 
because almost everything ties to, hey, are you dealing lightning damage? You get this. Well, and normally I would say that being shoehorned in to a very specific element for your class to work would be a detriment. But thunder and lightning are two very rare resistances or immunities for a creature to have. They're typically one of the better elemental damages you can use to bypass that sort of thing. So I don't feel like they're necessarily hampered by the fact they need to stick with a certain spell type to benefit from it. The fact that they also wind up getting resistance and immunity to that type of damage uh, is really nice as well because there are some support abilities where you can pass around resistance to other party members. And the fact that you're you're already protected from one of the more dangerous ones is definitely a, a bonus. It's so nice. I mean, yes, I, I when I look at it from a player's viewpoint, I'm like, well, but now now what you're saying is if I want to play this class correctly, I have to have I have to take these certain few spells. And I guess that's true to some extent. But my I guess my comeback to that is like, well, if you're not going to take this the weather spells, why do you want to play a storm sorcerer? And I don't think any of the spells are necessarily too bad either, especially for the settings where I think these guys would thrive the most anyway. I mean, Call Lightning is a fun spell. Uh, It works well, the downside being it's concentration, but it's a very powerful feeling spell. If you're using a weather-based class, that secondary element of Call Lightning, where if there's a thunderstorm already present in the sky, its power is amplified, I think plays out better because using their abilities and things, they can predict that weather outcome that should be a focus in your game if you're really using these types of things anyway in order to get the the full bang for the buck out of it and the full experience out of it. So I think it makes some of those spells a lot more exciting anyway. And then just thematically and everything, it fits what you've you've picked out without feeling like you wasted a spell slot. Right, right. And along with that, while we're on the player side of things, I, I would say in character creation, I would say... It is something that you want to think about what campaign you guys are going to be playing through. If you're going down into the Underdark, why are you picking a Storm Sorcerer? Like, it's going to be a fish out of water scenario, but it's going to be like just like a drow up, up, on, the, uh, up on the surface has all this sunlight sensitivity, and so it just hampers their class or their, their, their character unreasonably. In the same way, if you're going underground half of this class's excitement is gone right there. So really think about it before you create one. That's not to say most most campaigns have elements in the Underdark, but almost none of them. I think one of the big ones, for instance, is obviously weather really won't play much of a factor down there. We do have a list available of some kind of cool arcane weather maybe you oh, could yeah. use in an Underdark setting. Some of those are probably fairly reasonable, but for the most part, I feel like you lose out on the the storm side of it, like you mentioned. And then their level six uh, ability allows them to redirect winds around them. What oh, yeah. wind do you have blowing down there that you need to to redirect on a regular basis? If you're doing a a say like a pirate or a nautical theme campaign, that ability could be very useful oh. and, and very role play oriented but down in the underdark you may as well not have a a level six yeah that six level storm guide ability is really interesting and i think that it's going to add uh, potentially a really great impl- uh, element to your games because you're going to have this player who you know 
every session is going to be like, what's the weather like, you know, and it's going to add that extra piece, which to them could be a benefit, but it can also be a benefit to you because it makes you start to think about, do I want a fog here? Do I want a storm? Do I want it? What it like you get to kind of add that to your Well, toolbox. I think as a DM, yeah, it's another tool that you can begin working on your toolbox of. It's another thing you have to think about that allows you to start crafting more intricate worlds for your games because it is an important factor that I think gets overlooked quite a bit. How often outside of published adventures where they kind of set that for you, do we have heavy rains that we have to slog through yeah. or a blizzard roll in out of nowhere or a lightning storm come in and disrupt things for us. Not very often from my experience. It tends to get overlooked and uh, that's largely really on on me. I overlook it as well. And having someone playing that character who's interested in that, who's actively asking those questions just allows you to do a better job in in adding that into your game. Now, and while I did just pick on Stormguide, I understand most classes have some ribbon abilities that aren't necessarily useful, but I think it is a fun roleplay potential ability and has some practical benefits as well. Maybe if some arrows are coming in or something that you can try and help deflect them away, and there's there's some stuff you could try and, and pull with your DM, I think, a little bit on that by using that ability. Yeah. But... When you're down in a in your when you're in a setting where it doesn't work, you just lose that really completely for the character, and I think it it pulls away from it. Yeah, you're gonna get as much out of that as you put into it, creative wise. The only other thing I talk about with the PCs uh, before we get into maybe how to mess with them as as a DM, but if you're looking into if you're a player who likes to hybrid class things or multi class, there's a couple of interesting things or. Let me, let me put it a different way. If you're like, if you're a character that wants to make something a little bit more unique and maybe a slightly more powerful in different directions, there's a couple of cool ways that you can do that. You mentioned earlier taking uh, the Tempest Cleric, that channel divinity gives you added benefits to damage of certain types and uh, lightning and thunder. So it's a pretty sweet class to take a couple levels of, gain that channel divinity option and then drop right back into Sorcerer. So now you have some ways, kind of on the spur of the moment, to heighten those storm spells that you cast. Well, and Clerics are one of those few classes that you basically pick your your path, your archetype, right at level 1. So you don't have to wait to get into that. Actually, I think it's level 2 for for Clerics. But it's very early on, so you can do a quick 2-level dip get the the exciting stuff out of it that kind of enhances things i think you bring in the the deity aspect to help fuel your weather manipulation uh beseeching power and strength from them a little bit i think could add some cool flavor to that plus you just get some nice power benefits from the channel divinity and things like that well and just from the tempest cleric tempest cleric is seen as like a more beefy cleric so you get the medium armor and you get martial weapon proficiencies. So you get a couple of other nice little notes to tack onto your character as well. Especially that martial weapon proficiency could probably come in handy, and it's a nice nice bonus. The other thing um, that I would say could really help this character if you want to go a different route, if your DM allows feats, if you take the elemental adept feat, that will allow you to bypass resistances to your spells, so like your lightning or thunder damage, you could say, my lightning damage always does full damage no matter what. And that's cool. And then it also allows you to, those spells are going to deal more 
average damage per round with that with that feat as well. So if you if you kind of got your ability scores where you want them, that's a pretty sweet feat for this class to to scoop up. So I know the other thing we wanted to talk about was how as a DM would you use that? How would you use a storm sorcerer styled NPC in your games, either as an antagonist or maybe a, just a character they meet in their adventures. Yeah. Well, I think the obvious one is if you're doing a pirate adventure, what are you doing if you don't have one of these, right? Like, that's so much fun. And with NPCs, you can twist that class however you want to to get weird elements of flavor to add, have those exciting bits where you see the pirate ship roll in at night with a cloud bank or with a fog bank and it's a storm sorcerer working their magic i just imagine seeing a storm sorcerer on the helm of this ship arms raised to the sky commanding the winds calling down lightning to blow up the other ships who needs cannons when you've got the the skies around you blowing things out of the water on your behalf yeah it could be so much fun to have a storm sorcerer, you know, and that the same holds true for like the Tempest Cleric and whatnot, but I think the storm sorcerer can have some really great aspects there. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, I think storm sorcerers would be like revered figureheads in the desert, in those places where the weather matters significantly and where it's not always favorable. I, I like the idea of storm sorcerers being like the black hats in a western where maybe they've they've taken over a town by the townsfolk's willingness just because they can control the weather. The townsfolk are willing to defend them to kind of hide them or give them shelter here in this town from the law. And I think that that could be really fun to where you come maybe with a bounty on this storm sorcerer and the townsfolk won't let you have him because he's kept their crops from dying well and that's kind of a nice moral dilemma too in that if you take him in you may ruin this village you may condemn them to a worse fate than if you just let this character do their thing since if they're helping them out even if it's for their own benefit they can't necessarily be completely evil I think uh, mentioning the other classes that have those storm aspects, it'd be fun to get a trifecta in there where you have kind of this hit squad of an old grizzled storm herald barbarian who's kind of the the captain of this squad. And then you've got his storm sorcerer and, and storm herald cleric as part of his crew. And they're kind of maybe the three faction leaders of of the area that you're in so the only other thing i have to talk about this is kind of a new development but it's something that as we were putting this episode together i had this in my back pocket and i was like this could really add some cool flavor to npcs that you're creating for your game there's a cool website called DD speak and really all they are doing for the most part is cranking out tables of a hundred things and one that just came up is magic 100 magic weather and storms so it's just a hundred different things but and some of them are goofy some of them are more serious some of them are dark some of them are you know it's realistic you know it's it's just gonna add variety we're looking through the list and some of them get pretty out there uh instead of sharknado you've got fishnado and you've got uh increasingly more 
frustrating fish until eventually you may hit like some sort of mythical creature gets thrown out of this tornado that your party has to deal with some of the cooler ones were a comet fall where you have magic magic missiles raining down from the sky that could that i see as being a sweet high level uh storm where you're fighting this long extended drawn out fight in a rain that's dealing 1d4 damage per round to the party. I think that could be a really cool element, something you obviously couldn't throw at a low level, but yep. um, there's all sorts of stuff. There's what I saw one that's, um, it turns lightning from doing lightning damage into doing necrotic damage. And if you die by that, then you come back as a zombie. I thought that was kind of a fun way to mix it up. Um, it, probably nobody's going to die to that lightning, but that threat and that feel of like, oh, I'm getting struck by a necrotic energy. Well, it's an easy way to flip around the storm sorcerer we are talking about on the helm of the ship, kind of bringing in this fleet of pirates, where instead now he's commanding an army of skeleton pirates. Yes. And they're these rotted black pearl type ships yeah. that he's bringing in. Instead of a standard storm or call lightning, he's got this necromantic energy that he's commanding with the weather well and it'd be great because it could you could let it heal the zombies yeah i think there's a lot of cool things i think a lot of these weather effects what i like about them even the goofy ones is that it gives you ideas for where you could take this sort of campaign so there's one with pixie weather where it rains beautiful bubbles and the pixie you can hear faint pixie laughter maybe you've stumbled into the sort of fey wild river that you're now navigating and the the forest is pushing in around you and you see strange creatures off in the distance and just gives you a different environments that you can go through yeah. that these may give you some inspiration on so i think this is really cool especially you can if you can find a way to bring in some of those goofier weather effects yep. So I think I've kind of run out of things I want to discuss here. I feel like these guys are pretty cool. Uh, again, they do shoehorn you in a little bit to a certain path. But in this instance, I don't think it's a necessarily a negative thing. I think if you're picking this class... You want that anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. So we'll see you all next week. See you guys. Mm-hmm.